A Shot of Wrestling, episode 26, and away we go. Coming to you from Omega Studios in New York City, it's A Shot of Wrestling. On tonight's show, TNA breaks into In the News. The United States lead the Olympics with 16 gold medals. And we have the musical debut of John Bon Jericho. I am the Green Man. And now, here's your host, the man who will put Conor McGregor in his place on Twitter, Michael J. Potty. Oh, you damn right I will. Tell him talk shit about us wrestling fans in our industry. Yeah, seriously, what's that about? I don't know. I love the memes about him being the size of Roman Reigns' leg. I haven't seen those. But the visual, the visual is pretty cute. It's cute. I like yeah, it. Great. The Olympics is going on, huh? That it is. We just watched Katie Ledecky like destroy everybody. Win a, win a, <laughs> her, what did, what did her, you post, her, which was really funny? Her meet in like 11 seconds? Beat everyone by 11 seconds. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I posted that it looks more like me playing a video game with a computer on easy than it is an Olympic final. <laughs> it's crazy. They need to crank it up to media, maybe. Make it a little bit more competitive. The Michael Phelps race was pretty competitive. Yeah. Three people tied for silver. Three people, race. yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Bananas. Uh, yeah. Right now, like I said, the United States leads with 16 gold medals, 12 silver, Woo. and 15 bronze, bringing so we're, so we're our total to 43, so we're baby. We're si- a 16-time Olympic champion? <laughs> Let's see if that record could be beaten. Yeah. Uh, we're followed right behind China, who is at 36, and Great Britain at 21. Rest in peace. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Right. Let's, let's, we're we're going to continue our schooling of uh, everybody else, showing them why we're the superpower. Yeah, damn right. Damn yeah, right. Damn right. USA. So we learned a little about the Olympics. Now let's learn a little bit about wrestling, because this is a wrestling podcast, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, only about the Olympics. <laughs> Wow, that sucks. I mean, the uh, might my, my, I say if, if if this show was on um, on television, this is a podcast, so you could only hear it. It's correct. But the studio is very intimate. Did you pay the electric bill this this week? It's, it's fucking it's, hot out, man. It's trying to conserve some electricity. Yeah, we are in New York. A lot of things happened this past week, and we're in the middle of a. Is it a heat wave or? That it would be yes. Um, but all on the radio, I was hearing that we they wanted us to keep our. Our uh, temperature in our homes at seventy-eight degrees. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. That's hot. That's hot. Way too hot. <laughs> I want to put on my AC just to make sure that we don't have another blackout. Yeah, I was waiting Screw for some uh, latest news updates. I was like, "All radio, tell me everything you know." <laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> Wait for the stupid weather report. <laughs> in other news, <laughs> we're not up to that yet. Not up to that. Yeah. No, no, no. But yeah. So, um, next segment. Yeah, teach us, teach us a little uh, words of wrestling. This works green. Like me? Man. Uh, it refers to a wrestler who is in its early stages of their career and as a result may be prone to make mistakes because of their inexperience. You are green because you are anxious to get a new opportunity that can make you more money, but the inexperience can lead to making you look foolish and foolish decisions. Now that we know what the meaning of the word green is, let's play along to this week's drinking game. Take a shot every time we say the word green. 
it's a, it's a little dangerous knowing that your co-host yeah, is Green Man. that. Oh, <laughs> I was just gonna say I won't say it because well, technically, Green Man's one word, no. <laughs> but but the word green is in it, man. Maybe we should start now. I agree, Green Man. Okay, sounds good. Um, but yeah, I think in every business there there is uh, individuals who are very green, you know. Uh, so it doesn't really where did that came from? Just just doesn't just come from what the, what the color wrestling term because the color of money, you know. Like you mentioned, uh, people who are that color or are referred to as that color, like um, you, yeah. They, there are people who are inexperienced, but they're up for taking any opportunity. Are you still green in the podcasting world? Um, I'm a veteran. You're 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 definitely a veteran. Green no you're, you're a pro yeah. compared to me. This so are, is are my first green? podcast. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think everybody has to have a little green in them because yeah. you want to be able to that take opportunities. Said, yeah. <laughs> so. How about we start now? I think we should start now because by by this time I'm like already not even wanting to play the game anymore. I, I'm I drank half of uh, Long Island Ice I mean Ice Tea. Okay. So starting uh, now. So start now, Green Man. Right now, yeah. Okay. Green Man says start now. Leading into our next segment, which is not the color of green, but the color of males. What? Not like a male, like nope. like a Here like a gender. Start, start early tonight. Start early tonight. <laughs> Not like a gender male, but like a courier, Ooh. like a courier male. In this week's long-awaited segment, which we haven't brought back in a while, but thank you so much for making us bring it back because this past week, the emails have come to blast. So, Putty, get the emails. Why weren't like this last week? When we had a guest in this in the, in the studio, I, I, I don't control. You were on point last week. I, I don't. I don't control when people send us emails. No, this week your, has your been. Segways. It, was, it was filled. That was a horrible segue. It was filled. Man, you are green on segways. <laughs> um, a name I can't pronounce. You, you suck. You suck. You suck. Okay. Whatever. Um, you, you have a biased view, MJP. Just because you don't like Seamus, it don't mean he bad. Is this your Asian? Like, no, I'm actually, I'm actually reading background. it. Reading it. Because you sound Asian. No, me. I don't sound Asian at all. I'm reading I, it. It sounds like you're making fun of no, the people who I'm are not, giving mails. Like, unlike this me. This week on Raw, he had a good match with Cesaro. You should not heal. He is good. Same thing to Green Man. Sammy Zayn is good, not bad. So I guess we're going international, huh? <laughs> or or you, maybe you. it's a young viewer, you know? Maybe a younger viewer. Is it a he or a she? I can't tell. Who's, okay. But uh, maybe it's a younger viewer who Thank you. Can't, can't write that well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. For your great email. Um, <laughs> you. I did not, spoiler alert, heal his match because I don't bother wasting my time talking about Seamus. But okay, that's cool. And Sami Zayn has not proven... To be great yet, because Still he's green. just starting. He's very green. I just got your joke off. Yeah, that's good. You <laughs> off. Oh, <laughs> I apologize. So uh, we'll we'll see you. <laughs> thank you though. No, thank you. This, this this name. No, thank you. This name has to be fake though. <laughs> Rick Titball. I'm too bad. Fake name. 
Do they sign off when, when you get these emails? Do they sign off? Thank you for taking my email. Rick Tick Tip. What is Tick Ball? Tick Ball. T I T B A L L. T I T B A L L. He goes, enjoyed everything the professor contributed to episode 25, with the exception of calling Ric Flair a chauffeur or valet to Charlotte. Ooh. Flair is a two-time Hall of Famer who will go down in history as one of the very best. Unlike Bret Hart, Flair does not have to put that in his best catchphrase. Flair is the man, and to downplay him as a valet is inexcusable. Flair was more of a mentor in the role he was playing. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Take that, Professor. Yeah. All right, Professor. I mean, but Bret Hart was the best there is. The best there was and the best there ever will be. And it's not just a catchphrase. It's just what he was. So if the professor were to hear, that's what he would say to Rick Titball. Ivan Rodriguez. You like that, right? Nice. Ivan? Ivan Rodriguez. The best part of your show is games with Michael Hayton. (laughs) But I have to criticize the show when you play Are You Smarter Than Green Man? Your previous guest host, Vacant, has proven that green is not the sharpest green. Okay, anyway. Hey. Anyway. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what? Blah, 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 blah. Hating? To moralize him in this fashion makes his guests and hosts look stupid. No fact. Known fact, everyone is smarter than green, man. In fact, I would love to go on the show and prove it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, learn learn to to write a letter to Inbox at a shot of wrestling. And maybe we'll invite you on one day. But uh, we could barely understand what you wrote. It sounded like he said uh, the best part of the show was uh, yeah. with Michael Hayes. That's oh, the only part I understood. All I read. That's all I, that's all I understood. Uh, Diana Debag. Last week, your first female caller had a great woman's perspective. Hey. She called to put over the women's division. It's nice to hear the passion of fans when they strongly think a strong wrestler like Bailey should get called up. Oh. I am a mark for women's revolution and think your show could use a fresh female perspective. Great job, Michelle. Hey, check that out. I completely agree with that point. I think uh, last week, Caller did a great job. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, she definitely brought a little highlight to the women's revolution here on the SLW. And uh, great. Right on point. Right on point. What Uh, what does the D stand for? Diana? I don't know. Diana the Bog? Bag? Two Gs. I don't know. Diana. Diana Dane? It's the middle initial, right? Gowen Getter. Gowen Getter? I agree with you, MJP. All right, fantastic. Everybody is agreeing with MJP this week. The end of the show. Did you write these letters? Yes. <laughs> does does need a refresh. Below are my suggestions. Hopefully, you use one of my picks. Oh, oh yeah, because last week uh, you mentioned that you wanted to do a little contest. Yeah. About you know people contributing to uh, the show, the ending. What Daniel Bryan, McFoley, all in my face. Hmm. Wait, how does the song go? What do you want to replace? Uh, authority all in my face. Authority all in my face. What is a guy to do? Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Foley all in my face. Things too long. McMahon's all in my face. It's, well, that makes sense. I like that. Nia Jax, we're all in your face. Oh, wait, because the camera shot is all in her face. Ah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I like I it. it. Green Man, all in my face. Mm. GM's all in my face. Well, GM's because they're the authority now. Yeah. So, some interesting suggestions. Keep them coming. You're not sold on it. So, it's yeah, still a good time. Yeah. Anybody have any other suggestions? Just email us at inbox 
at a shot of wrestling.com. And uh, yeah, cool. Leads us to uh, our next segment. Yeah, we're ready to go. We have a lot of shit to get talked about, so let's get right into it this time. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. All right. Let's go. Here we go. It's like the Olympics of in the news this week because yeah. I feel like every organization has some important news. So let's lead it off with Lucha Underground, who released a trailer for season three, which returns to El Rey Network on Wednesday, September 7th at 8 p.m. The trailer included a mix of new and established wrestlers. And as reported previously by a shot of wrestling, season three of Lucha Underground will be 40 episodes long. In other news, or should I say in other UFC news? Big headlines this week. UFC fighter Conor McGregor has blasted most. You say that very well. You you. you got a little Irish button on your mouth? Yeah, a little bit. Most of the WWE roster as pussies (laughs) during Friday's UFC 202 conference call. McGregor was asked about his thoughts on professional wrestling and specifically Brock Lesnar over his failed drug tests after UFC 200. He said, and I quote, I have thought about, I have thought about WWE. For the most part, I think these guys are pussies. Wow. To be honest, they're messed up pussies, if you ask me. (laughs) Fair play to Brock Lesnar. He got in and fought, but at the end of the day, he was juiced up to his fucking eyeballs. How can I respect that? The other guy, CM Punk, hasn't fought yet. So I don't know about him just yet. McGregor was bombarded with harassment online following his comments and in his typical fashion, he did not apologize. Instead, he took to his official Twitter and doubled down. (laughs) I didn't mean no disrespect to WWE fans. What I meant to say was I'd slap the head off your entire roster and twice on Sunday. I think this is why people get behind Conor McGregor because... Normally, someone would go and speak off topic or say something that they may regret in the heat of the moment, and then they respectively apologize for it, and then all is good. But no, McGregor owns the fact of, yeah, I said it, and this is what, I, like you said, he's doubled down on Twitter. It's his persona, his character. Yeah, I like that. It's a great trait to have. Well, lo and behold, several superstars took to Twitter oh. to fight back. The Green Man, if you follow the Green Man on Instagram, I posted some of my favorites. Roman Reigns. Yeah, that was one. You're the size of my leg. Shut up. <laughs> he then corrected his tweet by saying Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Sorry, grammar geeks shaking my head. He spelled <laughs> you're wrong. At least he called himself on it. Yeah. Because he owns it. Kurt Angle. His violation. Very funny, little guy. Why don't you get your head out of Dana White's ass? Ooh. Kofi Kingston. I'm surprised a lot of people have come commented on this. Yikes. Looks like he could really use a ball of bootios right about now. <laughs> Someone hook him up. Yeah. Chris Jericho. Sorry, pal. No disrespect to you, but my fights are legit. Unlike the fixed fights you have in UFC, I'll embarrass you. Wow. Okay. Not to be outdone. The boss chimed in saying, bring it. Okay. Sasha Banks getting in the game. Ric Flair then sent out several tweets. Ah. Uh. I love, I love. I think he's one. He was totally one of my favorite ones who tweeted back. 
Coming from a guy who built a career copying my persona, mm-hmm. I expected the type of class we'd get from Ronda or Anderson. After Diaz finishes you again, I dare you to try guys like Dolph, Brock, or Fit. Oh, you're welcome for your gimmick. If anyone doubts whether or not Dolph could tie Connor in a knot, do yourself a favor and Google his accomplishments, referencing wow. his, of course. He totally put uh, Dolph over on that. Yeah. that uh, I think Dolph would take his ass. Yeah. Dolph, you know, world record holder in Kent State. Great amateur background. Yeah, but they don't they don't build him as such a tough guy, you know? But, no. to, but to think that, you know, the nature boy, woo, Ric woo. Flair, thinks of him in that high regard as, you know, being able to go to toe-to-toe with, with Conor McGregor. I think that's, that's big. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, so let's stick with the world of UFC. Fox Sports 1 is airing a new documentary on Woo, CM baby. Punk yes. next Monday, awesome. August 15th. Leading up to That's his first news. UFC fight, the trailer includes mm. footage of Punk training, interacting with his wife, and discussing his decision to enter the UFC world as an outsider and underdog. I watched the trailer, didn't listen to it, probably won't watch it. Oh, that's great. I'm just curious. I know he owns CM Punk, but they're calling him Phil Brooks. Why not just go as Phil Brooks? Why, why not go as CM Punk or Phil, Phil? Brooks? He's being billed as CM Punk. I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to see it. And his wife is a uh, former WWE yeah. diva, AJ Lee. Or as I used to call her back in the day, my AJ Lee. Was she in your top three? Yeah. So crazy. Hot. Oh, she was fine. Oh, she was so good. Yeah, okay. So many people thought so, like John Cena. Yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah. In other news, moving into the world of TNA news, TNA hit it big this past week. First and foremost, the identity of the former WWE wrestler who will debut on TNA Impact Television was revealed by Rolling Stone by in a Rolling Stone interview. Aaron Stephen Haddad who worked as Damien Sandow in the WWE, spoke about his decision joining TNA in an interview. He said, and I quote, and I quote is not, anybody could say, and I quote, whatever. TNA just seemed like the perfect spot for me. They are a growing company with a proven track record. (coughs) (laughs) I I really believe that they have their finger on the pulse of what the audience wants. And they will gear their product towards that. Now, did you watch TNA Impact this past week? Did it make you watch? Uh, I thought about watching it, but then I knew who it was. And I figured it would not live up to the hype. It's okay. Because if you're listening to A Shot of Wrestling, we watched it for you. At least one of us did. No, you had to. Yeah. <laughs> you asked me that. that is- <laughs> no. On TNA Impact Wrestling, Aaron Rex debuted and was introduced to the Impact Wrestling world. Um, and he came out. This was Damien Sano. He came out to say music um, on live TV, and he was given a mic. And, yeah. This is what he had to say. Impact management has done what a few people were scared to do. Give me a mic on live TV. Rex said he was going to talk about, he wasn't going to talk about glass ceilings or brass rings. He said he was simply going to tell the truth. He said those who used to employ him, there's no need to worry because it wasn't about them. This was about the paying about the paying customer, the fans of professional wrestling. Rex said that he's 
been labeled too entertaining to compete in, for world titles, no matter what any CEO or majority shareholders of an authority figure wants him to believe, anyone who has ever stepped foot into the ring has worked for the fans. Here's hoping that he takes this opportunity and becomes a big draw for TNA, similar to what to the route, in my opinion, that Matt Hardy took uh, by reinventing his career with his recent makeover. So cool. hopefully, I feel he has the opportunity to do the same. Hopefully he does. Breaking news cool. in TNA. Today, Friday, TNA announced that Billy Corgan was appointed as president of Impact Wrestling and that Dixie Carter is now chairman and chief strategy officer, CSO. Corgan will be responsible for leading the day-to-day operations for Impact and its affiliate brands. And as chairman, Carter will focus on the long-term planning and strategic partnerships and global growth. A lot of things going on in TNA. I read that this uh, this afternoon when it broke. I totally thought it was a storyline. I was going to text you like, is this real or is it like a storyline? It could be. But TMZ picked it, it up. So I figured it's got to be legit. If TMZ reports it, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. Well, we know that Billy Corgan has had a big stake in the company for TNA for a long while. Yeah. And there has been many times that the end of the month has come up and TNA has really struggled to pay the bills. And Billy Corgan previous episodes, yeah. has come in for the save, you know? So why not give him finally an, an authority figure, an authority title as a president, like uh, our good old President Tunning? In the WWF, right? Who? Tunning. What's his name? Tunning. Tunning guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Mike close. Tunning. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Tunning. Correct. Good job. Mike. <laughs> no. What was his name? Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney. Oh <laughs> that's 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 why it takes two to tango in a shot of wrestling. Okay. In other news, uh, the Viper, Randy Orton, who well, might be has been fire since his return to the WWE. Uh, he has a renewed energy about him. You get, yeah, you get, yeah something different it. about him. Uh, apparently, Vince McMahon has noticed that as well, and is re- reportedly very happy with Orton. So, you know, that's cool. I like that. He's been very focused and motivated, which has not always been the case in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's good when your boss praises you. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> Orton voluntarily, during his time away from the ring, spent time in a drug rehab center. Okay, which under the wellness policy actually removes one of his strikes from his record. Wow. Orton's last suspension was in May 2012 and was officially counted as his second violation. So well, that was cool. very smart for him to do because one more strike and he's out, yeah. right? It's like the three strike rule. So, you know, he did the rehab for his shoulder, did the rehab for his drug addiction. He also, you know, he got married and it's also expecting a child. So good for Randy Orton. Things are definitely looking up for him. Don't fuck it up, buddy. From one person whose life is looking up to a person whose life is not looking so up, Shelton Benjamin announced Sunday that he has a serious shoulder injury that will prevent him from returning to WWE. During WWE's medical screening process, doctors discovered a torn rotator cuff that will require surgery. Benjamin tweeted that I am both disappointed and saddened to announce that due to a serious injury to my shoulder, I will not be be returning to WWE at this time. Thoughts and prayers go to 
Shout to Benjamin and hope for a speedy recovery. In other news, actually, there, um, let me throw some facts at you. Oh, before the we go to other news, recovery time for a rotator cuff is approximately six months. Okay, that leads oh. us into what WrestleMania time? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Okay. We got we're August, September, October, November, December, January, February, February. Yeah, a month away from two months away from six months, huh? Yeah, I guess six months. Unless he, pulls, unless he pulls uh, John Cena and comes back early. I can't wait for six months. A lot of things happening in six months. <laughs> a lot going uh, on. Joey February. Styles has reportedly been released by the WWE. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Styles has not been heard of <laughs> since an online Facebook Q&A back on July 29th. Oh my god. He was asked, why does Vince push Roman Reigns? He said, and I quote, moms are the ones who bring the kids to shows. Kids like Roman Reigns. Moms like Roman Reigns. Moms do like That's the reason. Just because some people boo him doesn't mean everyone doesn't like him. He has also been very critical of the three-man commentary table and the name of the upcoming Universal Championship, which I totally agree with you, buddy. Styles had been working for the WWE's digital media department since 2008, in which he worked as the official website and mobile app and their social media accounts. And his official title was Vice President of Digital Media Content. That sounds fancy. It is unknown if his criticisms of the company are what led to his release, but his Q&A has been taken down. Your thoughts? Well, his Q&A, it's interesting because when he was talking on this on this interview did you watch it um i heard it okay but when he was talking like uh, he was prefacing the fact that he shouldn't be saying some of the things that he was saying prefacing prefacing yeah. what did i say prefacing well okay tomato 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 um but he was prefacing the fact that he shouldn't be saying some of the things like the fact that the wwe is pushing roman reigns i shouldn't yeah i shouldn't be saying this but you know, mom still like you know. He was also prefacing the fact that, all right, you know, he's, he's shooting straight from the hip. I should, I could probably get fired for this, but I'm not a big fan of the universal title. You know, so in a way, he knew the things that were going to get him in trouble. And if this was the interview, which was the straw that broke the camel's back, he ridiculous was more than enough prepared to know that this could be it. The website's great. The app is amazing. The social media platforms are. Astounding. Astounding? That's the wrong word. Outstanding. Thank you. Um, yeah, I can't release it because of that. Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. I mean, if, if we're talking about people getting released, when we get to Raw Cheers and Heels, we're going to talk about uh, SmackDown and their new network show, Talking Smack. Yeah. Freaking Daniel Bryan is going crazy off script the whole freaking show. Is he? Oh, man, I'm he, watch he, he is like... Tearing that, like he talk about pushing the envelope, like like Stone Cold said he wants Dean Ambrose to push the envelope. But like this guy is like going completely off script, crazy. So for so for for SmackDown for uh, Joey Styles to get fired for these comments. Can you hit me? Oh my god! Oh my god! Nice. Okay. There's no reason why why because you have something similar happening on Talking Smack. Watching SummerSlam from last year told you. You told me what? Primetime players with tag team champions. In other oh, news. Yeah, I, in other I, news. <laughs> I told you, my friend. 
A shot of wrestling broke the news that WWE and Luke Crate officially announced that they will be offering WWE Slam crates on a bi-monthly mailing to subscribers for the low, low price of $29.99. Each crate will feature authentic items, including WWE apparel and other collectibles that won't be found anywhere else. The first crate is themed the first and will feature merchandise centered around iconic firsts in WWE history. Hmm. Now, if you follow us on A Shot of Wrestling on Instagram, we did break the news, and a green man filled himself in into the comments because yeah. I'm not so, a big fan of crates. Are you a fan of crates? Um, I've seen them. I thought about getting like one of them, but then, you know, decided against it. But is it, isn't it a crate all about the membership the fact that you have to subscribe to receive continuous like you can't just buy a crate you gotta buy the uh, membership so, yeah, that I'll, provides I'll that. you monthly or bi-monthly I was about getting this because it sounds cool and it's good research for the show mm-hmm. uh, I'll well you it. could tax deduct it right yeah or, tax or, deductible yeah, yeah. I think so. that's actually true yeah awesome. you should I agree <sighs> uh, in a story we brought to you last week about Paige there's a follow up oh, I said we follow up I'm doing it because I'm mad at my word. Paige is indeed dealing with nagging injuries and is taking time off to physically recover. Any other rumors about her having some sort of heat backstage or some personal issues are all for, are all false. And she would still be appearing on TV if it would not if it were not for her injuries. Paige will have a follow-up to see how well she's doing on August 15th. And baby girl, get better soon. The news. How did you find out this information? Uh, it's not important. <laughs> I mean, we know you and Paige have a close relationship. The news. Um, okay, okay. I'm being uh, moved on in other news. <laughs> Six, seven, three hundred pounds. A former NX NFL, not the XFL, but the NFL tackle, Brennan Williams signs with WWE. The third round pick. For the Houston Texans in 2013, reported to the WWE Performance Center to start training on August 1st. So more people are transitioning from the NFL to uh, professional wrestling. Do you know anything about this guy? This guy, he's the third round pick of the Houston Texans in 2013. Anything else? Um, He's a tackle. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. One more time. Here we we go. Anything else? (laughs) He's... Six, seven, and you can't teach that. Man, I want to stop at that there. That's awesome. <laughs> I actually got facts about this guy. Oh, what you got? I, no, what you got? That. That, was great. that was a great segue. <laughs> he, he trained with Booker T. Oh, um, did he? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but he, what was he, six foot seven, 300 pounds? And you can't teach that. He's huge. He's fucking big guys. He's Speaking a- of big guys, <laughs> that's how you do it, my friend. That is how you do it. Ryback recently announced his first post-WWE appearance for WrestlePro on October 14th in Crestkill, New York. Want to go? No, keep going. No, no, you want to go to it. Oh, to the big the big guy's debut? <laughs> October 15th. Oh, I'd rather not. Also in Brooklyn. Oh, hey. It was revealed that he will be now appearing at WrestleCade as, you just spoiled it, the big guy, <laughs> formerly known as Ryback. It's a big long title. So he's keeping the term. Well, he was in a in a lawsuit back and forth about uh, about that the WWE shouldn't own the name the big guy or um, feed me more. But the big guy, I could see because it's just. 
Even more is a catchphrase they came up with. They get it. If he came up with it, give it to Well, him. that's the whole thing. He lost the, the lawsuit with the Feed Me More, but, but he's not the, the big, big guy. guy. He's the big guy formerly known as Ryback. Oh, it's it's the full. Good luck putting that on his shirt. Oh, right. Um, speaking of washed up big men. Oh. Uh, another lawsuit has been filed against the WWE. By who? 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 By Buff the Stuff Bagwell. Mm. Bagwell claims when the company purchased WCW in 2001, the original deal he signed with WCW transferred over his contract with the WWE. Okay. He was signed by the WWE in June 2001 and released two months later in August 2001. He also claims he's owed money from a percentage of profits that were supposed to be split amongst talent. Bagwell feels as his matches are on the WWE Network, he is owed a portion of the 154.9 million profits, amazing, which WWE made in the final quarter of 2015. It's bullshit. WWE. He's not the first one to sue. He's going to be the last, and he's not going to be the last one to lose either. WWE responded with the following comment, and I quote Bagwell. Never was promised royalties by either World Championship Wrestling Incorporated or by the WWE for the use of the copyrighted works of WCW. We will be moving to dismiss the case if it's not voluntarily withdrawn as it should be. Boom. Lawyered. Whatever, bro. Hmm. What do you think about people who are suing the WWE for the fact that their stuff is on the network. That's weird. I mean, Buff, what is what was his full name? Buff uh, the Buff, Stuff? Buff Bagwell, but I call him the Stuff. Oh, Buff the I Stuff. I think that was Bagwell. his nickname. Probably that'd be his nickname. <laughs> yeah, why not? But Buff Bagwell, that's not his real name. It's you know, name. that's the whole, that's his real name. What's his real name? Oh, I don't know his real name. Can't, but it's not his real name. Buff Bagwell is not his real name. Um, and it's one of the reasons that the WWE creates new characters with different names. You know, it's very rare that someone comes in with a trademark name that they're gonna, that the E is going to use. They're always going to repackage them so that they could have their own trademark for the name. So when it comes to the WWE Network, you know what? We own that name, so we own that work. And you were already paid for that work, so there's there's no royalties on it. He was around for like two months. Did, was he part of the invasion angle? Uh, he was. I think he was the NWO invasion angle. No, it was either WCW invasion angle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he part he of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they brought a lot WCW, of WCW, WCW wrestlers into it. Yeah. So he was a part of it. Yeah. Two other men who were a part of it. Rob Van Dam is asking fans to help his former friend, his current friend, and former legend Sabu to pay for much-needed surgery. Sabu needs hip replacement as soon as possible and although Rob Van Dam is asking for help against Sabu's wishings uh, he launched a GoFundMe page to reach a goal of $50,000 wow as of uh, good question as of this morning August 12th the total was $3,179 really yeah, so I guess Sabu has retired now. Huh? Wow, that that's that's harsh. Because um, I don't know if it's it's if it's 
the reason that it's just because Sabu or maybe because RVD is the one asking for it. But when um, DDP did the GoFundMe page for Scott Hall, right? It was it Scott Hall or Jake the Snake that they needed surgery. They like both, they they raised a lot of money yeah. quick. That I was surprised. I was like, "Holy shit!" Right quick. And other news. Well, Sabu's days are numbered, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Speaking of then. people who are retiring, during a Thursday appearance on Mondays, whew, all right, during a Thursday appearance on Miami's Florida Sports Talk, the ticket, Big Show, not only confirmed that he's trained to compete against legendary basketball star Shaquille O'Neal, a story we broke a couple months ago, uh-huh. uh, he is actually planning on retiring at WrestleMania after his match against Shaquille O'Neal. That sucks. That's a shame. Meaning that next year will be his final year. It's a big shame. Show further stated that he feels better now at age 44 than he did at 34. However, he still wanted to be in the best shape possible for his match against Shaquille O'Neal. He lost a lot of weight in the past year. About 100 pounds. I think over that. Yeah, he just recently visited Miami Dolphins camp and he looked amazing. Yeah. Show said, and I quote, I have... That big match coming up with Shaq, so I'm looking forward to making my last year trying to go out athletically with a bang. So, will you be sorry to see him go? Um, No, he hasn't been too much of WWE TV lately. So, Did he'll stick around like backstage or something? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's kind of absolutely. a mentor to the young guys. Yeah, he's yeah. a mentor to the young NXT, guys, definitely. There it is. Yeah. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Give me that segue. I got you three in a row. Well, Two and a half. Well, well, speaking of big stories, big retirements, big stories for yeah. WrestleMania, to big developing stories, Stephanie McMahon told NBC News that WWE plans to integrate LGBT stories and characters into their stories. Integrate. That's what I said. Oh, yeah, no, it's not the right word. She said that, she said, and I quote. No, it's not, that's my line. <laughs> we will integrate LGBT characters into our programming and I do think there will be an opportunity to integrate some there of those storylines in the near future. Now this is a conversation that a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about. What are your thoughts? Um, she also went on to mention about Glad. She said Stephanie and the WWE have a strong pers- partnership with Glad uh-huh. and they are working to prioritize sensitive sensitivity amongst the creative team so she said that we're going to have Glad come in and speak to the entire writing staff, mm-hmm. give a whole tutorial on sensitivities, the right words, the wrong words, words okay. that matter. And she says, I quote, with their guidance, we will be able to portray that LGBT storyline appropriately. Um, all right, it, cool. Is LGBT a storyline, though? Is yeah. that something? Well, it hasn't in the past, right? With the fucking Billy and Chuck thing? Yeah, but... The, but I think who cares? Mm, I don't. I mean, a lot of people are passionately yeah. one way or the other on it because they feel that Darren Young's that gay. LGBT shouldn't be a storyline. It's uh, just it it's just something you are, like like yeah. the Darren Young. You know, he came out of the closet. If they do he's it, gay. He's still a wrestler, though. He's a wrestler who's gay. If he's it's not. A, if it's done right, I could see it going somewhere. Not, but a wrestler we'll who see. has a storyline of being. Uh, I it's don't, weird. Like I said, I don't see what they can do with it, but. Let's just wait and see. Yeah. I, I ask. In other news. Did you watch the Dean Ambrose podcast? I did. I got to tell you, I binge watched oh, a lot of stuff today. The most and awkward 
Stone Cold podcast no, was least favorite one, one of them. What's what I ended my binge watching today so on? Quick recap, as per usual, about these things. Stop me at any time. Go. Austin asked who mentored Ambrose. He gave the name Les Thatcher. That sounds familiar. Less. MTV real life thing. That, that school sounds familiar. He's on MTV. Okay. School's on in Ohio. Cody Hawk, he mentioned. He swept the floors and sold popcorn for two years until he was 18. Old enough to train. And he says around 2008, he's won the WWE. Was his ultimate goal? He watched Raw a couple times, thinking that he was good enough to be there, and he's better than John Cena. Wow! So, like the confidence, a lot of confidence, right? Yeah. Ambrose talked about promo classes. This part was interesting. Promo classes in developmental, and in says the uh, FCW, performance center. Yeah. Oh, FCW. FCW at that time. Okay. And it says it was very weird. Oh yeah, I remember. regarding scripted promos on the main roster, he always thought that it was a myth because they did whatever the hell they wanted down in FCW. He didn't think they actually used real scripts on the main roster and was very surprised when he was handed his first script. <laughs> also asked about the shield and whose idea it was. Ambrose said it was all organic. Never something that came up in a meeting or whatever. It was That's what made it special. They talked more about the shield and how they really had a screw everybody attitude when they came, when they came up. They had a super work ethic and wanted just to outwork everybody each night. For the most part, I think they did. Yeah. And the main event with the Shield was, yeah. they killed it. Austin asked if WWE broke up the Shield too fast, and he says, no, it was actually perfect timing. Which I agree. Yeah. I completely feels- agree. The reason that people complain that it may have been too soon was is the same reason I think it was the perfect time because it, it makes people really be like, no, they shouldn't have broken up. You know, they feel so passionate about it. Mommy of Seinfeld, yeah. Seinfeld went on out on top. Yeah. Absolutely. He feels them wanting more. Yeah, he feels that they can go as high, they went as high as they could go. They crushed everybody, and there wasn't really anyone left. They dominated WWE, and that was that was their goal. Oh, that yeah. was their plan. He actually called Tag Seth Rollins champions, United States champions. He'll turn one of the greatest ever. Can't argue that really. Really, top, I don't think top, it's definitely top five, maybe top three. Um, well, Hulk Hogan has to be the biggest heel turn uh, ever. I'm gonna go with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels on who? Marty Jenny that launched his career. Oh, oh. Hulk Hogan's already popular. That launched Shawn Michaels into the upper echelons. Okay. But Hulk Hogan, yeah, could definitely. But Hulk Hogan was probably the most shocking. Most shocking, most unexpected, biggest yeah. as the sport yeah. is concerned. I would say Marty Jannetty would come number number two on that list. But we're not making a list. Continue no. with the podcast. Maybe next week. Uh, Austin asked if Ambrose felt like he was designed not to get over if it was him against the world, and he says yes. Ambrose says he can't tell you what his character is. He just goes out there and is himself. Ambrose did talk about how when you get a role in WWE where you can help people or inspire people to get through tough times or get a chance to visit kids for Make-A-Wish, travel the world. He says it's an honor to be in this position. He loves being able to put a smile on people's faces. Nice little sensitive spot yeah. about Pete Ambrose. I mean, I like the sensitive spot, but I felt like he was like drunk the whole podcast high, like, like, the, like the way the way he was talking i don't know if he it was um, it was just him keeping true to the yeah. lunatic fringe character no, but I think that's just him just who he is like yeah. so sporadic my favorite part it was the only note i had about this whole thing often asked about wrestlemania 32 and the match against brock lesnar and what was he thinking ambrose says he went out to the ring pissed off <laughs> he walked to the ring. He had no idea what was going on or what was about to happen. 
he was pissed off because he felt like he was pulling teeth to turn the match into something epic. Yeah. Ambrose I says he, perfect, to be perfectly honest, Lesnar didn't want to do anything for that match. He had crazy ideas, crazy spots, and was met with a bunch of laziness. Ambrose says they Who went out. Who had crazy ideas? Did he or Lesnar? Him and Brock Lesnar <laughs> turned down every single one. Brock Lesnar did not want to do anything. Uh, Ambrose said they went out, whacked each other with a couple weapons. He got suplexed a few times. He called it a hell of a day. But finally, someone calling Brock Lesnar out for being stiff, lazy, and self-centered. Yeah, the match, w- the match was BS. The match was BS. I'm wondering I, what I, it could have been. I think, well, I think Lesnar was asked to put Dean over. And he just probably didn't agree that it was Dean's time to be put over. It's never anybody's time. So, so I don't think he was willing to really do the work. He was willing to collect the paycheck. But I don't think he was really willing to do the work that required him to get that paycheck. I, th- I thought, I think Dean Ambrose is it's a great wrestler. I thought it would have really been a great match between two big brawlers. And if they really went at it totally. at, in the kind of level that the Brock Lesnar Cena match delivered that one time. You that know, one that, time. You know, that epic just fight brawl. I was wondering if it, he did not want to do anything because he knew in that time he was training to be... Returning to the UFC. I mean, he just didn't want to get hurt. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Austin asked him what the WWE title meant to him on a personal level. It says it symbolizes that you believe in yourself and nobody can screw with you. Don't take shit from anybody. He says he's a role model for children, and that's weird because he can he takes it very seriously. All right. Sensitive Ambrose coming out once again. Uh, Ambrose uh, also was asked asked Ambrose about his relationship with Vince McMahon, which is interesting. I thought that was really cute. Ambrose says it's great. <laughs> They're boys. He says a lot of people are intimidated by Vince and get the wrong ideal of him, but Ambrose finds him to be very easy to talk to, which is good. Which I thought it was interesting because I've never ever heard any of the wrestlers talk about Vince McMahon as yeah yeah me and him are boys. Boys, yeah. yeah so, no. so Michael Triple H did. Yeah, that's what they are. But so maybe I, they, uh, I think the way he also presented it, like, yeah, yeah, we're boys. Everybody's intimidated by him. I feel like Vince McMahon has also gotten to a certain point of his age. What is he in his... Late 60s. 60, yeah, going into yeah. almost 70-year-old man. And you get a young kid who you're giving an opportunity who's carrying your belt around. Yeah, you kind of want to feel like you want to relate with him. Yeah. So you kind of bring yourself down and your prestige down to kind of see eye to eye with this up-and-comer, this new guy who's a product of the 90s, you know, yep. grunge. And I thought something interesting that you probably like was the, the fact that he listens to country, country music. Truck, yeah, <laughs> so I feel like it's one of the... Like, same way in this fact. I'm not a country music fan. I like country music. I like rock music. I like pop music. He, he, had, he had a good point. I like a little, this, little bit of everything. Yeah, but I felt like it was Vince McMahon saying, like, I'm the cool dad. I'm hip to what you guys are, are talking about. I'm here to get this place lit. Ambrose then recalls a conversation... He had in the lobby of a hotel at 2 a.m. with Vince as Vince McMahon was headed to a workout. Jesus. Uh, Ambrose thinks Vince doesn't understand, does understand who he is, and Ambrose says he's Vince's favorite wrestler. He won't admit it, <laughs> but he knows. Yeah, he knows. That's, that's interesting. I wonder if it's true. Kind of feel like that at that point was when uh, Stone Cold rolled his eyes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He lost him. At the, he definitely lost Austin at one point. Yeah, at that point, I was like, oh. Austin asked about the brand extension. Ambrose said he loves it, which I agree. I think we both agree. Talked about a lot less overexposure and how everyone gets an extra day off, which is good for their health. He also enjoys being a leadership position in SmackDown. 
He's not the leader that John Cena would be, calling meetings and stuff like that. He prefers to be a leader by example. Which I completely agree. I agree, too. Um, I, I'm, I'm a very similar leader to that. I'm like not the kind of person who rallies the troops or feels like I have to give a passionate speech. But I'm the kind of leader who is out there and it, and is showing, if you want to be in my spot, you have to see what I'm doing and you got to see the way that I carry myself and the way that I handle situations. And when I'm given an opportunity, this is what I do with it. And when I'm challenged with things, as some would say, when I'm given chicken, I'm making chicken salad out of it, you know? Never heard that before. No? Yeah, that's 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 a saying. I've heard lemon lemonade. You know, what you do with chicken? You make chicken salad out of it. I roast chicken. Oh, you make chicken salad. I never make chicken salad. Okay, another news. And finally, Austin challenged Ambrose, which part was weird. Austin challenged Ambrose to raise the bar, push the envelope, go out on a limb, be edgier, take more chances, and be more Dean Ambrose. What? Austin challenged Ambrose to amp up and amplify what he's got because the WWE Universe deserves it. Austin feels Ambrose is a bit comfortable and needs to find his edge again. I don't think... Ambrose felt like Austin put him out on blast a bit. But he liked that, so who knows? Oh. And I, I, think per- it was weird. I personally don't think that he liked that. No, I don't think so either. I thought, I thought he definitely was put on the spot and by saying that that uh, Austin doesn't weird, feel yeah. like he, he's giving his best, but yeah, he's champion. So <sighs> yes. it was very awkward. Very awkward. Very, I, I, fe- I felt it. One of the worst ones. I yeah. felt it, yeah. In other news, finally wrap that up. Yeah, SummerSlam Superstar Placement has started. And this week, we saw Chris Jericho go on Whose Line who? Is It Any... Who? Whose Line Who's? Is It Anyway? The Bella Twins will also be on an upcoming episode of Hollywood Medium with Tyler Henry. Last who? season... Who? Do you watch who? that? Tyler Henry? No. Uh, well, last season, Tyler Henry... Um, Heard he, about this, yeah. He's a medium, you know, like Long Island medium or... No, I got it, yeah, but I just... Sounds connects just, you, to the dead. Do you believe in that crap? I, I believe that it's entertaining. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I have mixed opinions on it. What are your opinions? I can see why people... I can see it. And I, I see both sides of the spectrum here, so I don't know. I, what just, are both sides? It's fake. It's bullshit. They're leading you on. Or this guy actually has some sort of gift that people are actually calling out to him. I could see... Understand both sides. And I just don't know where I end up on that spectrum. Uh, I, you're, you're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, last season, yeah. Tyler Henry did a reading for Natalia. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, but where he connected with Owen Hart. Damn right. Tyler explained that Owen was happy with the family continuing with the family business. And all the tributes that Natalia does for him in the ring, he completely sees. Cool. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was a little weird if you watch that episode because Tyler Henry kind of made it look like he didn't know who Owen Hart was so it kind of made you feel like alright maybe it is a connection okay. but at the same point I'm like how do you not know who Owen Hart is and of course you're going to connect with someone who is very popularly unfortunate whose unfortunate death was very popularly seen and reported about Yep. So it's like you have all the information. So anything that you will bring up, it's like not new information that no one would know about yet. That was a lot of news this week. Yeah. This is kind of fitting um, that we end with this because if you did miss Chris Jericho, 
on whose whose line is it anyway? Chris Jericho came out with a new song, and we have it for you. In fact, let it take us out to break. John Bon Jericho on whose line is it anyway? And their new song. And away we go. Wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown. Cheers and heels. That was cool. Yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, Chris Jericho. All right. For whose line is it anyway? But now, let's get right into it. It's the favorite part of the show, the second half. I'm looking forward to this part all week. Yeah? You got something good? I watched Raw. And SmackDown twice this week. What? Was there a reason behind it? Uh, did, Monday did night. you like it so so much? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> uh, Monday night, I watched Raw as per usual. Uh-huh. Tuesday, I was getting ready to watch SmackDown. I got a phone call from The Voice. Hey. She wanted to come over to my house to hang out, watch SmackDown together. Okay. Did last week. Don't do it again this week. That's cool. Because it's nothing like watching WWE live with Erwin. Oh, no. Because his... 
If you follow him on Facebook, he's, he's very interactive, very animated. Yes. So he comes over, and he said he's going to be late. His wife is late, so he wouldn't get to me around 10, 10.30. Okay. I'm like, oh, jeez. So I did not think he would want to watch SmackDown, so I started watching SmackDown. Okay. Did you get through the whole show? Just about. Oh, wow. I was at the main, middle of the main event. He comes over. He only saw the beginning of Raw. Okay. So he wanted to watch Raw. Oh, and you already watched all so of So I watched Raw. Raw. Then he wanted to watch SmackDown, so I watched SmackDown. Wow, long night. So I watched both Raw and SmackDown. Um, but it was great Got to hear his take on things, which is, as you guys know, awesome. That's great. So you have some. You probably got some great cheers and heels for this week. Well, I actually got nine points of view on Raw. Okay. Two of them are cheers. Wow. Spoiler, Very interested. Spoiler alert. No heels for SmackDown. Wow. Uh, you, you watched Raw on SmackDown? I, uh, so it's interesting that you're saying you watched it twice, so you have yeah. a different take on this week's Cheers and Heels. I did something different, too. Okay. This past week, because I figured I'm a big Raw guy. I, I'm, like, always cheering Raw. Like, maybe there's a reason. Like, maybe I'm not giving SmackDown a chance, you know? And then I'm like, you're maybe, really not. maybe it's because I'm watching Raw first. And then I'm comparing SmackDown to Raw. So this week, I flipped the script. This week, I watched SmackDown first. I taped Raw and SmackDown, but I watched SmackDown first. Mm -hmm. And then I went to watch Raw. So hopefully, I could, if anything, compare Raw to SmackDown. Okay. Not much change, in my opinion, of the shows. You still think Raw is better? Um, When it comes to Cheers and Heels, uh, there were more... Cheers, then heels for SmackDown, but okay. there was a lot more in general on both categories. Cheers and heels for Raw. I think it's three hours long. Well, it's a three-hour show, but there was just more Everyone things felt the that same moved way. me. Felt SmackDown was more entertaining, more fun, more like uh, quicker and smoother of a show this week. So that's his opinion. And this week, I'm going to introduce something new to you. Okay, you don't know anything about, but at the end of it all, I have the biggest cheer of the week. All right, great. I'm, I'm going to save that to the very end. Uh, I guess I'll start with Raw. Go. Let's get my two cheers out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're just going to uh, heal it. Yeah, I'm going to heal, heal train. Um, I like <laughs> Seth Rollins' promo. Okay. I liked it. I was entertained by it. It was, inter- it was interesting. Um, I liked it. That's, I, that's all I'm going to say about it. I just liked it. It, was, it caught my fancy. Okay. Second cheers is Roman Reigns. Really? Okay. Um. He came out, interrupted the whole wedding celebration. His mic work was better. He actually showed some personality. He had a couple jokes. Yeah. It was more like the Roman Reigns people want to see. Yes. In the mid-card picture. <laughs> Not even like just personalities. He, he did great. Uh, I like the whole thing. Both Erwin and I do agree. After Lana got into the cake, he should have picked up the mic and said, Oops, my bad. This is awkward. Let's leave. <laughs> just added an extra little... <laughs> Actually, a little zing in there. I think the but, voice uh, needs to be a writer for the show. Both Shield members, I think, delivered on this week's Raw, and unfortunately, those are the only two high spots that I saw. Wow, your turn. All right, so those. So you know what? I'm going to save my cheers to counter your heels. Okay. And give you two of my heels to okay. start it off. Um. What? No, that's just a general question. Here, here's the heel. Here's the heel. All right, here we go. <laughs> Take two. 
Enzo's in-ring work with Chris Jericho. Okay. Enzo is... In this match, you could totally tell how green Enzo is. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because he needs a little time to develop his offensive game. Speaking of green, we're watching SummerSlam from last year. It's the Green Arrow. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I, I mean, I think he's great on the mic. But you know how, for example, Cesaro has gotten into his ring work and you know you know he has the Cesaro swing he yep. has the uppercuts he has the corkscrew like yeah. um that beautiful stunner stand up drop kick like there's a lot of things in his repertoire that he has that flow very very well when he's doing combinations or when he's transitioning between his offense to his defense and, and vice versa and i think enzo has not had the time yet to really develop that so the match looked very amateur even okay, with well, a professional like like Chris Jericho, I don't think Chris Jericho was able to pick him up as he, much as he, he bro- should have. Broke that shit down like old technical and shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wasn't so, paying that close attention to it. It, it was it's one of my heels, so I had to. Okay, I'm gonna heal, heal the uh, Lana and Rusev wedding segment, which went out way too long. Yeah, way too long. Way too long. Though it had great visuals of uh, thanks to Lana and yeah. her beautiful legs. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I mean, dress. Sorry, her dress. Her dress was really pretty. And those cakes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Lana's cakes. Speaking of, speaking of cake, the red icing mm-hmm. <laughs> painted her face at the end of the yeah. segment uh, was a great visual, um, and also had great commentating. I mean, I, I love the way that the heel commentating from Corey Graves continues to be consistent mm-hmm. and included comments like, "Let's start a petition that makes August eighth become the most romantic day yeah. ever." You, you forget about Valentine's Day. It's it's all about Lana and Rusev. I'm liking um, Corey Graves and Byron Saxton working well with each other. Yes. Uh, the other comment I liked about Graves was, this is what would happen if Bell married Gaston yeah. instead of that hideous beast. I, well, I think it's Corey is just great. It's kind he of the, truly, truly is. It's kind of like sad in a way that he got hurt, but I guess it's kind of a blessing that he delivered this great commentary absolutely absolutely Amazing. and and he was able to be in the ring just enough that he could use that no, as sure. a background of you know when i was in the ring or you know i was tag team champions with yeah, it's cool yeah with uh, mighty mouse what's his name neville yeah, good one <laughs> so those are my two heels your two cheers okay so where do i begin with my heels <laughs> Did I steal any of yours? No. Wow. <laughs> um, Jericho Owens. Kevin Owens doesn't make any sense being there. Why? It's just awkward. They're supporting they, him. They don't fit They're well Canadian. together. It makes no sense why he's there. There's nothing better for Kevin Owens to be doing. Just guys, Kevin Owens is great. Guarantee don't, you this don't is... put him in this, this Bro, waste of a time. No, no, no. Guarantee you this, this, this program between... Owens and Jericho, little little cohesive unit that they have mm-hmm. there because they're Canadian, is going to turn into Owens taking uh, Jericho out of the WWE so he could go on tour with Fozzie. Like, oh, okay. Guarantee that they're going to work this angle out for a little while and it's going to be Jericho's last match and Owens wins and then removes Jericho and he's going to take the accolade of I was the one who removed Chris Jericho from here and had a little chip on his shoulder. Oh, something that far. Interesting. So, how long till they're called Jericho Owens? <laughs> um, let's see. Like what that. else do we have to pick from here? Uh, any, mini, mighty, mo. 
that scrub, Jorel Nelson, gets his own intro? <laughs> to the scrub being in the ring this guy gets his own backstage segment it, and his own introduction it, it's enhancement highlight talent. of his life it's enhancement talent is what they're called okay in the ring during commercial break he has his own backstage interview and his own introduction down the ramp his own spotlight his own music come on uh, well come funny on. you're talking by his, by the way his name is Daryl Nelson no it's Daryl Nelson Daryl Jarrell. Daryl. Jarrell. Want to make it better? Okay. <laughs> I still got it on the DVR. We're, well, Mr. Nelson, otherwise known as Black Daniel Bryan. Okay. Did you catch that? I mean, not, not catch that. Same, same maroon tights. It felt like Black Daniel Bryan walking down the ramp. That's Jerome. why my cheers, man. <sighs> Enhancement talent getting their own intro. I thought it was great. Okay. When, where, when else in the new era would you actually see an enhancement talent get their own intro? Okay, they're doing something great with this Strowman guy, and it's all around the enhancement talent. And instead of just having him wait in the ring, they're doing something different. And I like the fact that yeah, the enhancement talent did get their own music intro, walking down the ramp. I don't think it was the only intro. I think it was a raw theme song, but still, it was great. It was great. My question is, how long do you think they're going to be going with this? Like, where is this leading to? Who's going to stop them? What are you? Uh, well, they're doing the same thing with Nia Jax. What are your thoughts? So, yeah, assuming you like though? what they're doing with Nia Jax, then. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Well, it's the same thing doing, It's the same thing they're doing with him. So I'm assuming it's like that as well. I don't know. Um, <laughs> probably a couple months. Do you, they're gonna. There has the, to be someone who stops them. Like there has gonna, to be that yeah, one, two, three know. kid to his razor Ramon no, who's going to stop. Not, him. not like that. They're going to involve this into two on three match, uh, two on one matches. Oh, yeah. The same exact thing they do with Ryback. Okay, but then where's it go? Where's then the Ryback, payoff? Ryback did that for months. Rusev did this for months. What's the payoff? All of a sudden, they got involved in the storyline. There's no payoff here. Just I'll tell you what the payoff is, bro. No, one, no one's going to beat him. Yes. Someone's got to beat him. Jericho, the, this has Ru- to go Rusev somewhere. Rusev was undefeated for a year. He, got, he lost at WrestleMania for the first time to John Cena. Okay. So, I mean, who knows where this can go. There's so many places they can go with this. This is where I, w- I would love it to go. Hit me. Okay. Hit you with it, Green Man. Yeah. Here we go. This is where I would love it to go. Enhancement talent, very small guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know who else are very small guys? Cruiserweights. Okay. They're introducing the new cruiserweight into wow. okay. Raw. The only person who could benefit from a push would be a cruiserweight. So, ergo, uh, somewhat well known cruiserweight, maybe from the cruiserweight classic, makes it well to done. the main roster. I can see that. And pins Braun Strowman, and then the rivalry begins. I would cheer that. Yeah. It's cool. Great point of view. I should be a writer. It should be. That was one of my cheers. Okay. So I'm going to hit you with another cheers. SummerSlam promoting Finn Balor as the new face of Raw. And in my opinion, my my very dear I put money on this. In my opinion, soon to be the new face of the WWE Finn Balor. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No way. Got a couple of haters? Yeah. A couple <laughs> haters here? <laughs> no. No way. Finn Balor Finn all the way. Gonna see him on video games. Gonna see him on, on posters, programs. I don't birthday cakes. Do you know a lot about Finn Balor? Uh, we we learned a lot this week. Do you know a lot about him on NXT? A uh, decent amount. You watch him a lot at NXT? Yeah, I mean he was uh, the big mainstay at, at NXT. Um, he had a big program with Samoa Joe. He had a big program. I like the video games. With and I love the points. WWE video games. Right. They always release the roster, and as the roster is released. Bit by bit, they released the intros. Okay. 
which is phenomenal, especially nowadays. These graphics are amazing. Yeah, it's like they're in your. This week, room. the intro to Finn Balor came out. Okay, I've seen him become the demon, right on the show. No, I see, I see him intro on the show. The, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the demon. His intro is as the demon, which is cool. On two K seventeen, but he comes out with a chainsaw. Oh, because of his intro Does to a, uh, NXT Brooklyn. He had a chainsaw. Yeah, he I do did. not remember that. Yeah, he did. NXT Brooklyn last year, uh, Actually, he came that, out with a chainsaw. I remember chainsaw. Well, all right, cool. It anyway. might have been Dallas. NXT TakeOver Dallas or NXT... I didn't watch Dallas. One of so the maybe. big ones. One of the big ones. Why he, a chainsaw? Why the... Wh- I mean... Why does anybody do anything? Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, why does Shawn Michaels come down with the white uh, trench coat from the heavens? To right? counteract <laughs> Undertaker's black trench coat? Duh. Uh, 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 okay. Come on. That made sense. Um, return on my turn. You done? All the reason. No, it's your turn still. Um, heal no Nia Jax? My girl gets a fucking video package? That's awesome. They Come need on. to build her. Slow build. Yeah, they fucking get Braum Strowman drawing somebody. Bring Nia Jax out. Doing something different. I want to see my girl Nia Jax. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> eyes. Oh, God. That's all. Uh, she beautiful eyes. Going to heal Sin Cara. Sin Cara. Sin Cara. How do you say this? Sin Cara. There you go. So he breaks away from his tag team. His popular tag team. To go right into another tag team? Made no sense. Well, we're speaking Made about, no sense. Well, we're speaking about Black Sinkara. Okay. Uh, Neville. Sinkara Negro? <laughs> yeah. Neville. This is one of my cheers. Neville losing. I know it's, it's, it's a very small cheer, but it's a cheer nonetheless. Neville losing his cape at the entrance of the ramp. You know, when he... The, yeah. the light the fireworks the pyro shoots down to the stage and mm-hmm. he comes up from the spotlight and he this time he loses the cape when he comes up from it where before he just turned around the cape would still be on him and on his way down the entrance ramp he'll be losing the cape and I very was, small but detail I like it but All I was right. like I very know. awkward like what well, it was perfect it flowed very well okay. just lose it as soon as you you that pop off from that spotlight or bring it all the way down to the ring yeah. Okay. Good. good um, so I thought that was a, a good cheers, um, and I liked his partner, Black Sincara. I mean, Sincara's cool. I like Sincara. 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 Negro. Yeah. But don't publicly break him up from his popular tag team and stick him right into another tag team. Oh, okay. I see where your heels. Give him going. a couple singles matches at least. Yeah. Maybe this is this is something that you'll probably heal at, but you'll you'll think again. Because this this was a cheers. This is a great cheers. Dr. Gallows and Dr. Anderson. I thought about cheering this. This is great. Yeah. Have a great green screen sketch where they describe rimposidus. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, It was a little reminiscent of the Attitude Era segments with Mankind and Vince McMahon where they were in in the hospital room. It just reminded me a little bit of the, the funny take. The comedy behind it was probably some comedy here. Yeah, yeah it was nice, and it, and it was not expected from this duo. No, it wasn't. From the moment they came in, I would have never thought that this was a duo that they were going to put in the comedic sketches. Balled his eyes out, got yeah. a little testy. That's so, nuts. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a little edgy, and I enjoyed it. Good for you. Yeah, don't blame me on that one. I, I liked it, but I didn't like enough to cheer it. Okay. Um, I got three left. I'm just going to run the gamut here. Okay. If you don't mind. So you pro- I'm going to heal this. You promote Puff Daddy as a guest. But he's only there for a backstage segment for what? Three minutes? <laughs> somebody say three minutes. Three But come on. Minute that's not warning. a guest. That's just a cameo. 
whatever. I, just, I thought it was weird that you promote this guy heavily. He's only there for two seconds. Um, heel. Question. So, why was Daniel Bryan there? <laughs> uh, made no sense. There was well, no he, reason for Daniel. That made no sense. Uh, Mick Foley wanted made to publicly no apologize sense. to Daniel Bryan face to face. That's a that great, made, no, that made great no quality sense. of a GM. Yeah, great if it quality. led somewhere, it he's made the, no sense. He's the best GM of mankind. My final heel is... What a freaking waste of Cesaro's title match. Wow. McMahon, uh, Mc, McFoley ruined it. He said, he said um, Rusev still gets, Roman Reigns still gets a shot at Cesaro at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But tonight, so Cesaro won. It's Roman Reigns versus Rusev for no reason. Cementing so he Cesaro's going Spoiler alert. He should have said, Roman Reigns faces the winner tonight. Yeah. This gives him some suspense. Wow. But it was predictable. It was boring. Good match. I think Cesaro deserved better here, though. Did not deserve a throw-off a waste. Because they were building it. Oh, Cesaro beat Sheamus two weeks in a row. He deserves a title, title hunt. Yeah, great. And they throw it away for a nonchalant, meaningless match that went nowhere. Wow. I will I have to agree with, with that heel. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, let's, I, I, let's cheers this. Hold on one second. <laughs> let's let's cheers this. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, wow, we actually good. agree on something. All right, here. <sighs> wow. Wow. Delicious. I do have to agree. It wasn't one of my heels, but now that you bring it up, yes, it was very predictable. The fact that just exactly what you said, I think mankind. Uh, what's his name? Mick Foley should be so, scolded yeah. at backstage by Vince McMahon for saying, "Are you you stupid idiot?" Like you just totally, in one I sentence, like, I killed like, the main event of this show. I feel like that was in the script, though. I think that was out of him, but I think that was fucked up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, wow, mark that episode twenty six, <laughs> an hour and thirteen minutes in. One of the things that I uh, I cheered at was Rusev's line that McFoley is the greatest GM in history of mankind. Just bringing the mankind character. That's cute. Yeah, that was cute. I liked it, um, but. Uh, the part, my heel on the match was a little bit different than yours. Okay. Because I healed at the fact that Rusev and Cesaro were used twice in one night. Okay. With so much talent backstage being wasted and not giving someone else the opportunity. This is the new era. This is the era of opportunity. You just gave two people two prominent spots individually in a show, in a mm-hmm. three-hour show. Where they already had their moment, you could have given. Was it Rusev like in the ten o'clock hour too? Yeah, I uh, mean, the, I get it. I mean, it would have been at a time where I would have been like, you know, how cool is it that Cesaro got two segments on Monday Night Raw? But you know, you're developing new talent. You're talking about the brand split just happened a few weeks ago, and investing and giving people opportunities. You just wasted an opportunity. Yeah. By giving it to the same person mm-hmm. twice in one night. So I healed on that. All right. Um. What else? What else? I had a question for you while you were talking. I should ask you while you were talking about Sean Puffy Combs. But what does an executive soundtrack producer for a video game do? The so far, all he's done is get a guest spot on Monday Night Raw and promote his new tour. I guess that's all it really counts. That so he. But the the uh, WWE 2K games have been heavily promoted promoting their soundtracks. Uh-huh. As a one of the benefits. You can create your own wrestler. You can have your own career. 
Uh-huh. They're the showcase motions, which are not in 2K17, which I'm a little disappointed at. And also their soundtracks. They're they're these games have been given a lot of credit for the soundtracks. Yeah, a lot of credit, and the soundtracks are great. In fact, Puff Daddy P Diddy Sean Combs, what the fuck his name is, is in charge of the soundtrack. It means a lot to the game. Means a lot to the industry. Means a lot to. W2K17. Yeah, I guess video games are, are evolving to something a lot more than I you thought. You don't even know they have. <laughs> it, yeah. It's amazing what they're going through now. Yeah. Um, I have two cheers left uh, for Monday yeah, Night still? Raw. still? Jesus. Yeah. I tell you, I, ha- I thought it was a great show. And I watched it second. Yeah, but you cheered like end at the end. There's no order to your cheers. Well, there's just so many. Okay. <laughs> cheers to the build-up video between Brock Lesnar and RKO. I think the best part was when Heyman referred to Randy as the best surfer on the beach. And Lesnar was the shark. Cheers to Paul Heyman on that one. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, for a moment there, I was like, where is this going? Because he's totally putting over Randy Orton. He's saying he's the best surfer on the beach. So what, Brock Lesnar is like the visiting surfer? Like, where does Brock Lesnar fit in? And the whole point was, Brock Lesnar does not fit in in the level yeah. of Randy Orton. He's in a level. He's he's an animal. He's the beast. I asked this before, you know? but I'll ask it again. What is the career path of Brock Lesnar without Paul Heyman? He would have been long gone. Long gone, right? Long gone way before. Mm-hmm. You know? would, would he even be popular enough to be in UFC? I don't think he would have been given that second opportunity. Wait, I don't think a, so. A, I do not think so. Um, Next. That's pretty much it. Want to move to... Uh, you had two left, you said. I did? Yeah. Did I? Oh, uh, the line by Enzo saying that the only code that John Bon Jericho broke was the man code. I thought that was cute, too. Okay. Yeah. Cute. Time for SmackDown, in which I have no heels. No heels. Just cheers. I have five cheers. Pretty much three of them are on one topic. Wow. So why don't you just take it off on... Uh, <laughs> All right. How about I... How, what, what's your breakdown? You okay, have, so here's my and, breakdown. Um, what cheers and heels do you have? I watched SmackDown first, and I was pretty excited because I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch fresh wrestling. You know, the fact that it's a draft, I won't know anything that happened on Raw. Oh, interrupt you. I did like, not enough to cheers it, when Daniel Bryan said, um, Cesaro, you, I do feel you're under your oh, yeah, last on Raw. That yeah, that was great. That played, block, played back to his promo that he cut. Absolutely. That, that we talked about on, on like the draft. That. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you on that, uh, but I can literally I he gave me twice in one show. Cool. <laughs> Check this out. You may have more Check cheers. Me. No, no, uh, no, no heels. heels. No, I have three points for SmackDown altogether. Okay, that's fine. Three points. I'm gonna run the gambit. Go for it. I want to run the gambit too. It's awesome. <laughs> cheers to SmackDown. Miz and Maurice creating memorable moments outside of the ring when they were on that talking smack yep. podium on the desk, desk yeah. and they were making out and they were great. getting closer. Yeah. I was like, this this is great. Yeah. Like the visual was great. The Their characters continue to resonate. And these are the things that when you go back and you think about SmackDown and you think about me- like what I mentioned before, like memorable moments, mm-hmm. you think about, oh, what happened in 2016 on Monday Night Raw? You're going to remember the Miz and Maurice yeah. and their love affair, you know, and you're going to remember, remember when they were on, on the table with Renee Young and she was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Remember that? Like those are the moments. And I think Miz and Maurice are great at capturing those memorable moments. Mm-hmm. I'm a cheers. Rhino mentioning 
He has constituents. Constituents. Thank you. That he has to impress during his backstage segment with Heath Slater. I thought that was nice because we mentioned that last week on the fact that, you know, why don't they just run with, you know, he was just. Does he listen to the show? Maybe he did. Maybe he took a pointer. Yeah. He listened to the Green Man. We put it out there now. (laughs) But I thought it was great. The whole fact of him bringing his real life story coming into fruition. One heel for SmackDown this week, and that is the Orton and Del Rio match, which was old school boring. Okay. Okay. That's the only way to describe it. It was just, it was a match that really didn't have those new high flying moves or that power of Kevin Owens or the innovation of Cesaro. I love Kevin Owens. It was, it was like really like an old school. It it could have been Orton and Sheamus. What was it? 2014. Who cares? Exactly. Boring. And that's Uh, pretty much all I thought about SmackDown. So I got to run the gavin on SmackDown here. My show. (laughs) Um, I don't have this written down. I'm going to add a cheers. Out of nowhere. <laughs> I am going to cheers fucking um, Heath Slater, man. Yeah? I got two kids at home and a pool. <laughs> you're going you're to kill my four kids like that? I thought you had two kids. No. No, no it's four. Because <laughs> funny, funny. They gave him a contract at the end of it. He, I think he's... I don't know where they're going with his character. Listen, but it was great. I liked it. You... If you're listening to this show, you should also follow us on Instagram because a shot of wrestling confirmed... That Heath Miller has two kids at home. No pool. And if Great Man just hit the Twitter button, <laughs> you follow us on Twitter as well. Um, so, yeah, where do I go from here? Um, transition, transition. For the most of the show, uh-huh. the history of the show, I've always come on here and said Miz and Maurice are the best thing on WWE television. Did they get dethroned this week? No. All right. I'm cheering Miz and Maurice. They were great. Uh, I love how they played off um, Marina Young. Can't fake the chemistry. Those it was two great have. chemistry. They looked great. It was just a great segment. Yeah. Totally fitting of their character. Going to cheers Renee Young at yes. the SmackDown desk. I like the SmackDown desk. I love it. There's no back to interview. It's like they come I, I like to how, the desk. Did you notice that they cut out those um, out of the ring segments? That Byron Saxon is doing now on Raw. Remember Renee they were the doing desk. it. Renee yeah. was doing them on SmackDown yeah. where the SmackDown Live first debuted. Yeah. They cut those off and they just put her it's behind the desk. desk. I like that. It's very reminiscent of actual ESPN sports. Mm. Mm-hmm. You guys, the guys come to the desk for interviews. Bring them to the desk. She cuts the. And that's what I like. I like that from the desk. I like SmackDown I like is distinguishing themselves from Raw. Very different. I like that. Yes. Very different. It's great. Yes. I'm going to cheers. New camera angles. We've been talking about new no, camera just, angles. This one for I two noticed. Weeks now, no, I noticed on. It, which one? This one I noticed. It, you see the you see the, cr- the crane shot we're watching now, and it pans the crowd. Okay, the crane. Uh huh. It moves around the crowd. Right. For the first time, maybe I just have not noticed it. For the first time, I've seen the, the, that crane shot facing upward from the worm's eye point of view on the bottom rope. rope. Yeah, I haven't it's seen been that for one. the past two weeks. Yeah, I noticed that. I like that. It's different. You don't see that in Raw. The, actually, you do. I don't see that on Raw. Maybe I fast forward these fucking matches. <laughs> you do. It's it's a great camera angle, like the camera and they've idea. been using that camera angle uh, since the brand split. So, I'm going to wrap this up with a couple of cheers here. All right. And a question for you. Okay. I'm going to cheers once again for the second, third week in a row. 
Eva Marie. <laughs> Actually, I totally added her to my cheese. Comes out once again, I looking agree. smoking hot. Once again, I, I think those the writers are doing a great job. Bit with enhancement. Her. I mean, I like what they're doing with it. I like where she's going with it. It reminds me of Chris Jericho during one of his comebacks. Yeah, remember when, when, he, came when he didn't speak? Yeah, he came out. Everyone erupted, and all of a sudden, he just didn't say anything. Yep, and yep. everyone started booing him. And then he came back the next week with the yeah, baby, and did the same thing. And that's yeah, what she. Baby. That's just, everyone hates her already For some reason And now she's making them hate her even more Yeah Great job Eva Marie and the creative team So here's um, a, a thought roaming the net With Eva Marie because people are Liking the angle that they're giving her And they're, they're putting a lot of heat Like she's Very quickly probably becoming The most hated persona Or the character with the biggest heat On yeah. Either Raw or SmackDown. Like, yeah, people just love to boo her. They're doing a great job with her, yeah. Women's champion. Mm-hmm. Down the line. Yes. Like, for her to continue what she's doing. Has to be. And then literally get to championship match and winning by some f- weird angle. Short one. But clean. a winning. Short one clean, but yeah. You think? Yeah. I see it. I'm going to cheers. I had this as two separate, but then I realized the same thing. So I'm going to morph them into one. The impressive debuts of Alexa Bliss and Carmella. Okay. I liked what they had. I, I was impressed. Not knowing anything about them in NXT. Mm-hmm. Like what they did. Their match quality, you mean. Match quality was, quality good. was good. Their in-ring work was yeah. good. And if you have listened to the show in the past, you know I like the finishers. I like both their finishers. Great job. Both girls. Great job. Good job. Good job, women's wrestling. Which ends my cheers, which leads me to a question. Okay. A realization that I have, I believe is true. I'm going to ask it to you. Mm-hmm. So SmackDown. Okay. Has the better women division? <laughs> you know, Raw has Sasha Banks uh-huh. and Charlotte, the two top two women wrestlers in the company. Right. With Nia Jax, some of them pushing. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think SmackDown has the best women's division. They all seem hungry. They're young. There's no face of the women's division. That division is wide open for the taking. And I think that Blue Brand has a better Divas division so far. Raw is three hours. They had one women's match. SmackDown is two hours. They had two women's matches. Mm-hmm. I think they're, what they're building in the women's division, around the whole division, as opposed to what Raw is building around Sasha Banks and Charlotte, is interesting. I'm looking to see where this goes. The key word in your argument there is building. Yes. Uh, SmackDown this past week definitely showcased more women's wrestling. And I think the more that they build on it week after week, the stronger that division is going to get. Great. Yeah. So, but Raw has the more established superstars. Yeah. For one match, you know, you know who the faces are. You know, it's Sasha Banks. You know, it's Charlotte. We don't know who the face is. It's wide open. It's going to be more entertaining to see who comes out on top. The intrigue is there for SmackDown. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, you know it's going to for be me, Sasha I think it's Banks a little Charlotte. too early to tell because there's some quality matches that I think are going to come out of uh, Man, the was... raw roster of women. Yeah? Who? Yeah. Paige? No, but you still have up-and-coming Bailey coming up? Yeah, but we don't, we don't know where she's landing. We don't know where Nikki oh, Bella is landing. Has, she has, she has, right now. Right now? I have to see an investment of what they're going to do with the Charlotte and, and Sasha Banks angle. Love SmackDown, but uh, I, I could 
it's so wide open. So many matches I could watch. I, I could agree that it's it's interesting. I wouldn't say yeah. it's, the, it's the better it's the better I'm division right I'm now, but right now. it it is a little bit more intriguing. <sighs> I'm saying it's better. Also. So so you're saying SmackDown for you won this week, hands down without any, without a doubt, and Irwin as well. Yeah, who who asked me to say that for his, on his behalf? Before I go to the ratings to see where the ratings put the winning show on. I know who won for some easy why they won. I'm going to give you the biggest cheer of the week. And this in your is, opinion or you read it This somewhere? is in my opinion. Okay. The biggest cheer of the week goes to Talking Smack. Okay. Okay. Blue brand. I like it. Raw is three hours long. Yeah. Smackdown is two hours. Correct. If you have been watching Smackdown Live for those two hours and have not paid the nine ninety nine for the network, Talking Smack, it's a great reason to finish your Smackdown Live enjoyment by going straight to the network and seeing the commentating of Renee Young and whichever guest she has. It's like the post-game show. It is. She is amazing. They're doing great work, And she man. sits alongside Daniel Bryan the show is phenomenal. It, it literally brought what you just watched on TV to a whole nother level. So let me tell you, if you didn't watch or you don't have the network, some of the highs of Talking Smack and, and some of the reasons why Talking Smack was the biggest chair of the week for me. Daniel Bryan explained that SmackDown will build the tag team division before they introduce new titles. Now, you saw it on Raw where... Mick Foley showed a clip of Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan saying that, that he's great. not a fan of the Universal Championship. Totally agree with him. He felt that the Raw brand rushed it, that they just were like, oh, we don't have a champion. We don't have a title. Let, 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 let's create a title. Great. And uh, you know what? Uh, let's not have people earn their chance at the title. Let's just have Seth Rollins be the pe- the one of the people that the winner of this little tournament Faces at SummerSlam, you know, he was like at at SmackDown. It wouldn't work that way. Can't argue that either. It wouldn't work that way. Can't argue that. Daniel Bryan said in SmackDown, everybody has a shot. Yep. Everybody has an opportunity. We're not going to choose automatically who's going to be in that main event picture. Yeah, the Usos have been around and they deserve a shot. But you know what? They're going to earn it just like everybody else. And who knows? Maybe American Alpha will go out there. Who knows? Maybe the Ascension will be given an opportunity. You know. <laughs> But he literally started naming tag teams, and you're like, yeah, what if? You know, what if? Respect that's more exciting. It's so he totally put over just in that little promo. It's not even a promo. I think he was shooting from the head. I think so. I look like a shoot, too. And, and he was just saying, you know, everybody's going to have an opportunity, and it was great. Good job putting over the SmackDown brand itself, too. Great. Yeah. Um, and the other reason... <laughs> This was a little uncomfortable to watch, but it was it was literally like I was holy shitting the whole time these guys were talking. And it involved a conversation between Renee Young, Daniel Bryan, and Eva Marie. Ooh, ooh, Eva ooh. Marie made it on to Talking Smack. Okay. Awesome. Now, Eva's a, Eva's a little green. All right? Yeah. She's a little inexperienced. She's, she's all red everything. No green all right. <laughs> She doesn't have that much experience behind the mic or in the in the ring, but she's growing. They never gave her the opportunity, but whatever. This was her opportunity to show on Talking Smack, because mm-hmm. she was free to say whatever she wants, uh, on who she is, what she was, and damn Daniel Bryan, man. Ripped her apart. Uh, he 
this is what <laughs> he asks the not so tough questions. But to Eva Marie, it felt like the freaking SATs, and she didn't study the night before. Probably nervous. Okay. <laughs> Give a break. Come on. These were the questions. Get new press implants. So easy. <laughs> so easy. Eva Marie, who do you want to face in the Divas divi- in the women's division? Anybody. I think on all comers. Easy, easy. Yeah. Who do you want to face? Uh, uh, gee, I don't, um, you know, uh, and I can literally see the wheels turning in her mind and saying, you know, well, I am in a program with Becky Lynch, so uh, I'm going to say Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. I want to face Becky Lynch. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know? But okay. it took her like a moment to process and realize you are in a program with Becky Lynch, so you should say Becky Lynch would be someone you want to face. Okay. Not so tough question number two. She, uh, Eva Marie mentioned that the other women in the women's division are boring. Daniel Bryan goes like, oh, like who? Who do you think is boring? Mm-hmm. And Eva Marie's like, uh, 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 um, hmm, you know, uh, boring. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it the biggest cheer of the night? <laughs> what are you on, Daniel, my girl Eva Marie here? One, come on. No, this is the biggest cheer because it was so entertaining to watch. People being put on the spot and very naturally, and I, I felt for Eva. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, say something. You know, it was awkward. Um, she ended up picking uh, your girl, Sharmella. Sh- What's her name? Carmella. 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 And and Daniel Bryan's like, "Really, Carmella? She's so like full of color. Then there's so much going on." And she was like, "Yeah, that's why I don't like. I think she's boring because she has so much going on." Like, she comes in and she talks a lot, and then she distracts me, and it makes me boring. So, Daniel Bryan took that and was like, so it's because there's so much that it make, it drowns it out, and it doesn't make it interesting for you. And he was, she was like, no. I mean, yeah. Poor Eva Marie. Not so tough question number three, because everything right, comes on, in threes. I'll have to this up. Renee Young asked, describe your upcoming spectacular debut in one word. And awesome. she was like, of course. Here it is. All read everything. Renee Young goes, that's three words, Eva. She goes, in all heel fashion, which I'll give her a cheers okay, for that. Great. Well, in social media, hashtag all read everything is one word. Mm, well done. <laughs> I saved. So, so Saved it. Awesome. I got to tell you, the characters that they're doing on SmackDown, they transcend even more on Talking Smack. Yeah. It, it's building characters. It's part of the evolution of what SmackDown is is aiming to be. So the cheers of the week goes to Talking Smack. If you haven't watched it after SmackDown, watch it this week because it will definitely deliver. WWE's Raw averaged 2.911 million viewers, which was down from 3.3 million viewers. Big That's drop. a big drop. big drop. I haven't seen Raw in the twos in a very long time. And WWE SmackDown Live averaged 2.45 million viewers, which was also down 2.68 million viewers from the previous edition. But I have to give it to the blue team this week because they had the lowest decrease compared to to Raw. I think SmackDown won this week. I totally agree with you. I'm curious because it's Tuesday. What's the... the Shows start coming back in the fall. Gonna have a lot of competition. We'll see what happens with that. Wow. Um. So yeah. No refill. 
I feel like that was that was long. I want to take a break. I feel very passionate. Right, to power through that. Okay. <laughs> Guess we'll take a break uh, now. Just a um, quick one. You got to do the bathroom, don't you? Yeah. Little boy. <laughs> While you're in there, study for your next exam. Ooh. What's next? Oh, oh I think you know. Is it games? Michael Hayes? I, I think so. Okay. Spoiler alert. Go to the bathroom right now. All right, you do that. We'll be right back. with this non-wrestling song. There we go. Great song to go on break. with Michael Hades. Awesome! Did you come to play? I did. I'm ready. Got an easy game for you this week. Damn. Why do you always have to say that? It jinxes it. Does it though? It's kind of easy. Yes. You, you got all the answers. Of course it's easy to you. They weren't easy coming up with. It's hard. Except for this game. for you. WWE before or after? Okay. 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 What is that? Mean? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an event. Uh huh. Followed by another event. Okay. You tell me if event A happened before or after event B. Okay. Easy peasy. Easy way to play. Uh, Easy freaking peasy. Okay. I start you up with two easy ones. <laughs> Just to get and, then, and then they get harder from there A little bit Just to get you the roll, right? <laughs> For example Okay 
Triple H became a 10-time world champion before or after Randy Orton became a 10-time world champion. Oh, okay, I get Is that a real question? Yes. Um, before. Before? You're asking me a question. I need an answer. <laughs> no, I'm giving you the answer. Before? Before. That's it's, correct. It's 50-50. Correct. It's like a chore or false. Yeah, making the game much easier, no? Uh, I don't know. How many questions are there? 12. Okay. Triple H became a 10-time world champion while still in evolution, by the way. Oh, cool. So you got one correct. Also a great start, buddy. <laughs> yes. Another easy one. Just to get Just the mode of the game. Yes. Daniel Bryan uh-huh. was announced as SmackDown general manager before or after Mick Foley <laughs> was announced as Raw general manager. Wow. Wow. Now, I know that this just happened. Yeah, that's what's easy. I have no reason why. That's right. It's very easy. I, I am for blanking this out of my mind. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fuck. Game's going to suck then. Hey, Jeff. Um, hope you do better, buddy. All right. Um, let me talk it out. Okay. Uh, the Raw. We're an hour and 40 minutes. Let's uh, uh, It happened. Three weeks ago. <laughs> who was announced first? It was, that's what I'm asking you, pretty much. Was yeah. Mick Foley. Daniel Bryan announced before or after Mick Foley. It was announced. If you didn't see the episode, this question makes sense. It's easy. Um, he was announced after. It's a question. Yes, you answering me? After? <laughs> yes. Correct. Because SmackDown she- comes after. No, because Daniel Bryan's a bigger start and bigger surprise. You got the game, right? <laughs> Okay. You got the game? You understand it? Yes, I, I get it. Here we I, go. I don't know how I got the first two right, but here Here's we go. Here's the why. Let's go easy. Godspeed with you. The next question. Since you have trouble with the first two. <laughs> Paul Heyman was announced as SmackDown general manager before or after Eric Bischoff was announced as Raw general manager. He was announced. What is the music up? Because you're taking before. Paul Heyman was announced before Eric Bischoff. Before Eric Bischoff. Final answer. Yes. After. Ah. Uh. I had the dates written down. I should have brought them over, but I did not. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Turn the music up a little bit. Say John it. Cena. John Cena. Starred in the Marine. Before or after he starred in 12 rounds? Before. Correct. Doing a great job, buddy. Okay. Three to one. Okay. Great job, buddy. Owen Hart. Oh, better as a song. Became a two-time, two-time Slammy Award winner. (laughs) Before or after He won King of the Ring Ooh He was He was the king It was After Final answer Yeah because wasn't he The king of hearts first 
I'm asking you that question. I don't know what you're asking. He was the King of Hearts before. No. He was Slammy Award winner, and then he became the King of Hearts. That's what, that's what I asked you before and after. Stick with that and say after. Correct. All right. It's four to one, buddy. Good job. Right. There we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> three more to win this Vacant. game. Vacant. Just three more. Just three more. The Miz cashed in his money in the bank contract. Oh, I'm not good with money in the bank stuff. Before or after Dolph Ziggler cashed in his. The Miz cashed in before. Ooh, final answer. Yes. Correct. Yes! <laughs> I told you it was easy, right? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Barack. Defeated the streak. The Barack. Before or after. CM Punk signed with UFC. <laughs> uh, he did. He def- Oh yeah, he defeated the streak uh, before. Final answer. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Six okay. months before. Okay. Was well, close. Say, so Tony's game was easy, bro. Okay. Don't doubt me ever again. Dick. <laughs> yeah. I have one more, and I win. Correct. And that's it. we don't need to play no more. We right? just throwing yeah, it out. Okay. Well, then oh, you can playing at home. Compare your scores. Okay. Are you smarter than the green man? China. Look at the China. Appeared the in chicken. Playboy before or after Sable did. After. Congratulations, buddy. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Um, where are we? At? The Undertaker. Undertaker. Defeated Mark Henry at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Before or after he defeated Randy Orton at WrestleMania. He defeated him after. Final answer? Yes. Correct. Alright. There we go. MSG curtain call mm-hmm. happened before or after mm-hmm. the Montreal screw job. Before. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. See? Yeah. The shield broke up. Okay. Before or after the New Day debut. After. Once again, a couple months before. No, before. Oh. Only a couple months. And finally, doesn't matter because you won this game. Okay. Trying to be Jeff here. Okay. And now the professor, because I know he's listening. Everybody who's playing along, send us your, your tallies. Vince McMahon was revealed as the higher power before or after Stephanie McMahon Undertaker's unholy wedding. Before. Ooh, after. Ah! What's the score? Uh, nine to three. Oh, could have been ten. Could have been ten. Could have been ten. That was an easy one. I did better than I am. Good job, buddy. I did better. Thanks, buddy. Easy game. Thanks, buddy. Good job, (laughs) man. 
Wow. Man. You know, you know how hard that game was to come up with? I think like three questions easily, and then the rest were like a bitch to fucking come up with. Over. Yeah. No caller this week. Get no email call this week, week instead. A lot, of, a lot of emails going on. And uh, that's yeah. all I got. Keep emailing us. We like it. Uh, breaking news. What? What do you got? You got. Not me, but you. What do I have? Going to see NXT this uh, SummerSlam weekend, correct? What? Yes. I just got a text. From Mr. Yakovich, who has procured us some NXT TakeOver tickets. Thanks for the invite, Dick. Oh. Did I invite you? No, didn't. What? Didn't get no text? Nothing. You sure invited me to fucking fantasy football, but not uh, no way. NXT. Maybe he just wants to sit next to the green man. Probably. Anyway, paint all over you will see the green man this uh, Saturday at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Are you ready? Not, not this Saturday, but okay. No, no. No, a week from this Saturday. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Are you ready? If you're playing along with this week's drinking game, whoo, you are you're fucked up. Because <laughs> we said green 23 times. Yeah? Wow. <laughs> wow. 23. A lot of shots in wrestling. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, am, I, am I pretty? Uh, to be part of the conversation, follow us at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shot of Wrestling, no A, on Twitter for all your news updates. Hopefully I'll be more active because somebody hopefully will link his Instagram photos to Twitter. <laughs> this show is from the fans and to the fans, and this is your forum to discuss your thoughts. Have fun with it, and who knows, your thoughts could be part of next week's show. For more information or to be a sponsor... Email us at inbox at a shot of wrestling. And thanks to everyone who sent in their emails this past week because our inbox was uh, slightly more popular this week than any other week. Thank you. Uh, we like. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you suki? If suki? you are listening to the show on iTunes, because I'm pretty sure you are, because our Podbean hits have gotten down. Why would, you, why, why would you listen to Podbean? You, you know? But we need Podbean. What the fuck you want? So, you can close out of iTunes and still listen to it. Go into iTunes, rate the show, let everybody know what the shows are about, what you like about them, what you don't like about yeah, just, them. No, but like seriously, rate us, please. Yeah, we, we'd like to hear your thoughts on there. You'd be surprised how many people actually pay attention to those uh, comments before they actually listen to the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, please do us a solid. And if you're another podcast listening to the show and stealing our shit, because <laughs> we know for a fact that you do. Let's just give a shout out. Just give us take a shout out. out. Take it. Don't take the games. <laughs> I work hard on those shits. <laughs> Spent many an hours working on them. If you want a game, just let me know. I'll, I'll give you a game. <laughs> Your own personal game. How about that? How about it? But just if you want to take our stuff, please do. But just let us give us some credit. Correct? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, we, we haven't. I don't take very many podcasts. I don't listen to any podcasts because I'm all about this show. But Greenman does. Yeah, I listen. I listen to all wrestling news for... We're I do all, my research. Yeah, we're, all, we're all a family, too, bro. Yeah. Wrestling podcasts. Don't steal our shit. <laughs> you don't need to. No. Inbox has a shot of wrestling. We'll give it to you. <laughs> Just give us a credit. Cite right. your work. Cite <laughs> your work. Well, te molesto. You're bothered by it, huh? A little bit. I'm recording this, and the folks want to steal it. A little bit. Anywho. I think it's for the green man. <laughs> I am Michael J. Putty, 
Until next week, putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.